we love that. That brings joy to us. That back and forth. That just, you know, that's just what we like. So, you want to play that game? We can play that game. It's cool. You know, it's it's all it's all on in between the lines. Like we're we're competing for something huge. Like so, we're not. You know, it's never personal. I don't care who I'm talking to. It's just a person right here, and I'm just gonna say what I feel. And I'm gonna do what I feel too. And that's what they're gonna do. And we appreciate like, you know, if you you bring it and we we on that, that's cool. But you know, what we look for, that's man. what you saw happen. You saw ain't no running in the yeah. end, man. We climb up the chimney. Yeah, for sure. We ain't ducking no smoke, man. man. We're gonna let everybody know we here. We're gonna play hard, trying to get a win, and if you don't like it oh well. And you might as well bring it, so you're gonna cry what the baby's gonna do. I'm done with all that bluffing on the court because them guys do a lot of bluffing, so, you know. I'm from the bluff city, man. We don't do no bluffing, man. Greetings Nation, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the No Bluffing Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ingram, with my guy, Lou Hatmaker. What's up, brother? Not much, brother. Good to see you. You you feeling better? I know we were you got the the vid. I don't sound as much like Lil Daryl, hopefully, <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm I'm still fighting it. A we need you bit. sounding like uh, James Earl Jones, man. That's how you normally sound, those dulcet tones. Ooh. I love I love you know, you know. If I if I can get there, bro, if I can get there right now, it's over. <laughs> I done drunk I done drunk all the tea, I done drunk all the, the, the elderberry, the, the orange juice, the vitamin C. <laughs> COVID 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 is putting up a battle with me. And I don't even know if I'm I'm if I still got it, honestly. It just may be lingering effects, but it ain't stopping no show over here no more. Can't do that. So heck no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to push through. Got to push through. Um, Nicole is out today, um, but me and Luke, we're gonna hold it down the best we can. Uh, which means you know we're not gonna have no news for y'all today. And I'll be honest, it ain't really been too much news in the NBA outside of the Grizzlies anyway. <laughs> so for it's real? like we've been dominating <laughs> the headlines, bro. It's so weird, like. I know it comes with winning and, you know, having a superstar. Like, I, I understand that's what comes with uh, what they say, that great with great power is great responsibility. So I understand that, but that don't make it any more weird or not weird than what it is. So, uh, Man, when the Grizzlies are on Get Up on ESPN in the morning, which never happens, that's when I know something's in the air. You know, like when, when, when Greeny's talking about the Grizzlies, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Right, right. People that don't hate us, like Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, I get that. Y'all hate us, so, you know, y'all going to run your mouth. Even Stephen A., like, it's almost weird. Like, I know they get NBA Today and they get perking them to talk about us because I I feel like that whole crew loves the Grizzlies, but even first take, like, when he's talking about us multiple days in a row, it's like, oh, snap. Nope. So, um, because I'm old, I I don't watch Stephen A., I just rerun of Get Up. And then come back in for NBA today, just because I can't. It just it throws me off. They yelled too much. Yeah, especially what's that dude, Mad Dog? He just be out there just saying anything now. <laughs> it's like, bro, bro, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> just be saying all type of stuff. I'm like, all right, bro. Let me turn this off. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, we we gonna free flow this episode because you know, like like we said, it's a lot of news and, and stuff that's been on us the past week. Uh, it's been some new leaks in regards to job situations and stuff like that. And um, we don't go too in-depth on that because a lot of that stuff was clickbait or clickbaity. I should say, I'm not going to say it didn't happen, but the way that they, you know, presented it in the headline and then you go look at the article and it's like, oh, okay, John didn't even really have nothing to do with it besides having the same last name or being in the building. Yeah, yeah, y'all got it. We'll, we'll let y'all have it. Y'all got my <laughs> click, I guess. But we're going to try to keep it on the court uh, for the most part this episode because y'all, you know, if you did listen to the last episode, we went in-depth on the whole job situation. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, definitely go back. And if this is your first time listening, we hope to have you um, again going forward. Um, always, we appreciate any comments, any reviews, uh, any messages on Twitter, tweets, all of that. We, we appreciate all of that. Uh, all the love. 
all the hate, whatever, you know, it, it's all the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same emotion. It's just showed in a different way, you know? So um, let's start off with Dylan Brooks, bro. Like I said, it's free flowing, you know, whatever, wherever this goes, it goes. But let's start off with Dylan Brooks because I think that was the biggest situation over the last week in regards to, you know, his article coming out with ESPN. And then you get Draymond clapping back on his podcast. Yep. Um, which was I, – I don't care how you feel about Draymond. You know, I can't stand him, but I respect him at him the either. same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I can't stand him, but I respect him. Um, And you got to respect, you know, his contribution to that team because you can say what you want about him being a triple single or quadruple single. What he provides to that team is more than that. It has always been more than that. And, um, you know, obviously – not providing too much anything these days besides podcast quotes, but um, I still think he plays a major role in just the leadership on that team. So um, Luke, I'm going to let you just kind of, you know, tell me and tell the people like how you felt about the whole Dylan debacle from the article coming out. You know, what was your outlook on that? How'd you feel about that? And then the Draymond clap back and then going all the way through the game with him, how he responded or how both of them responded really. Like what was your thoughts when you just saw all of that? Uh, over the last week. So if Dylan didn't have the game he had against the Warriors, I think he should have just gotten in a canoe and gotten the Mississippi and just floated down because you can't run your mouth like that and, and not show up. But I mean, he showed up yeah, and he showed up big. If, if they, if they were chipping like that all week and then he just did his normal Dylan stuff where he jacks up 12 shots, 16 shots and doesn't play good defense, I would have been furious. And there, I, I would have been like, bro, it, it, if you're just going to run and not back it up, I don't want you on this team. But he played light defense, man. That block he had on Steph in the corner, like, he – and when when him and Draymond just got, like, nose to nose and just, like, hugged but didn't hug and just rubbed their chin. I oh loved God. every second of it. I was uncomfortable like, at that I, part, bro. I ain't going to lie. No, man, man, like it's it's the same stuff that, that uh, Booker was saying. It's like I want these dudes to hate each other. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really wish Brooks would have kissed him. I, if he would have kissed him, I think that would have just you would have seen like a brawl. If he just got a little a little smooch, I don't think Draymond would have known what to do. No, you don't. You you don't know how to react in that situation. And I promise you, like you said, a fight would have ensued, bro. Yeah, Dylan is the perfect person to do some shit like that. Yes, yes. Just like, and I mean, like they were up, they were touching each other, and I was Bruh. like, "This, this, is this good?" And nobody said anything. I was like, "This is either going to go one way or the other. It's either going to yeah. be real bad, or they're going to keep their cool." And nobody got. I couldn't believe that not either one of them got it. Yeah. Yeah, I was man, just so was... glad they played that way on against the Warriors, though. It was just good. It did my soul good. I was glad they they came out and. You know, they showed up. You know, the biggest thing I think more than anything else is they hit shots because you can go out there and you can you can fight your tail off every single night. You know, you can hustle, you can, you know, give energy, match energy, you know, exceed energy, all that. But if you're not hitting shots, especially against a team like that, I mean, it's gonna be a long night. And that was, I think, the key is that I mean, we hit shots. And you know, we talk about uh, our team we were talking about before we hopped on just us finally getting, you know, a three-point shooter in Luke. Uh, I was going to call him your name. Jesus Christ. Luke Kennard. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Man. Finally getting a shooter in him. You know, we had Dez, but Dez is a little bit more. And I'm not saying Luke's not because, I mean, he has shown before he even got to the Grizzlies that he has ability to, you know, get in the mid-range. He can get to the basket. He's crafty around the basket. Um, he can play, make a little bit. So I, I hate to even limit him. And call him just a three-point shooter, but dude is a sniper. Uh, I think you read off a, st- a stat before we got on here that he shoot like fifty percent right now, uh, being with us, and that's crazy after him having a game where I think he didn't hit nothing. Fifty-one point four. That's amazing. That's amazing. And he's gonna. I mean, he's only gonna get better because he's gonna continue to get acclimated with this team. Um, my biggest gripe is just I, I just want Taylor Jenkins to play him more, like. I don't like seeing Luke with 20 minutes or less in a game. Like, I need him to be at 25. He is right now, especially right now, 
he's probably our six, if not six, probably seven best players. So he needs to be running as much as possible with these guys. If they're going to run 30 to 35 a night, Luke needs to be minimum 25 a night. I don't remember hearing him having any, you know, injury, um, any past like injury trouble or anything, any lingering injury. So, yeah, we, I mean, I would think it would make sense to run him a lot more than what he's getting ran on an average basis. But um, getting back on track with Dylan, man, it was just like you said, I, I'm glad that he, in a sense, backed it up. It wasn't, I mean, he did get scary there for a minute because, I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Um, he didn't shoot the ball great um, yeah. at all. I mean, and that's been his thing the whole season. Um, he did find other ways to impact the game, uh, for sure. I think they said when, it, and I may be wrong if I if I misquote you, uh, Dylan Stans. Don't get in my comments because one, I don't care. Um, but two, my bad. <laughs> well, but I think they said he held um, Steph Curry to like three of eight when he was uh, actually guarding him. So um, that's pretty good. You know, Steph still hit thirty. I mean, you're not going to stop that guy. I don't care who you are. Uh, you can slow him down, but you're not going to stop him. Uh, but just being somewhat of a spirit leader that night, everybody, I don't care who it was, was tuning in to see what Dylan Brooks was going to do. And it could have went one or two ways. He could have went out there and literally just completely shit the bed and just, you know, fouled out, got texts, maybe got two texts and got put out again, which, you know, I'm not going to say I wasn't expecting it to happen. It, it was a possibility. I just, just was hoping they didn't feed into it. So I'm like you. It's like, you know, when that situation happened, um, I was surprised that nothing else escalated from there, but that energy they needed at home. And, you know, we've been playing well at home anyway this season, but um, overall, man, you know, for him to, like I said, it was it was more than just basketball with him that night. I think it was more so about how he was going to be viewed going forward. Um, and so, you know, he did rise to the occasion in that sense. And so I'm always with you when you write, you know, so shout out to him um, again. I'm not going to give too much because, again, that's two to three games in the last three or four months has been played well. So I'm not going to say he's back at by no means. Um, but he I'm hoping – He still shot the we, ball. He still shot the ball 14% from three. Yeah, that's terrible. That's <laughs> and a terrible. Lot people, a lot of people were looking past that. You know, even his field goal percentage was not great. What was it? Was it five for 16? He was six, six for 15 and one okay. of seven from deep. Okay. So not great. You know, it, he hit a timely bucket, so, you know, that always is going to erase everything else. But, you know, whatever. I, I let him have his night. Um, you know, it it definitely, like I said, from a, from a spirit and energy standpoint, it helped us propel um, to the win over them. And we're going to need that consistently. It's not about one game. We need you to bring that really for the rest of this season because it's not looking like we're going to have Steve-O back until – playoffs at the at a minimum and then job we don't even know uh we'll t- we'll touch on that before we get out of here but we don't even know what's gonna happen with the job situation so um for you to be at this point you know number three the number three guy uh we need you to bring that every single night um i think and I, i'm gonna get off dealing here in a second but i think this stretch at the end of this season right now is do or die for him in regards to if they're gonna bring him back next year um, because this season has not been great. I think up until all of this mess in the last two weeks, it was a guarantee he probably wasn't coming back next year. They was going to probably, you know, find something else to go in a different direction. But I do think if he can turn it around and kind of be that spirit leader for this team going into the playoffs, because newsflash, Grizzly fans, the season is not over. We still are looking to get in the playoffs. I don't care what nobody says. Um, if he can turn that around and, and be a leader in that sense down the stretch, I think it does up his value and it gives him a chance to say, Hey, maybe y'all didn't want to bring me back. That's why I was the only person to not get an extension, but here's why y'all need me. And so again, I'm rooting for the guy. If he's going to be in a grizzly uniform, I hope that is the case. Um, but you know, when you hurting us, I just can't agree with that. So we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Um, any last thoughts for you on Dylan? I mean, it's it's tough when he's averaging. I mean, he's averaging the lowest points that he's averaged since his sophomore season. He's all, I think, the worst. Yeah, the worst since his second or third year all across the board. He's averaging 
less assists, less steals, less blocks. It's like, man, you got to – that spirit animal can only get you so far. You know, like it's it's time to – you got to start, you know, like the, the – the like next four weeks till the playoffs it's going to be it's like you said i he is going to have to show why he deserves to stay because yeah. i i mean the, we've talked about it all season like the fact that they've gone this long without extending him is that's so telling you know especially yeah. when he's just playing like poorer than he has before like kind of a no-brainer unless he is the you know the morale boosts us to the end to the postseason right right and it might have to be you know uh, like i yeah i said in a uh it was a, one of those post-game spaces um this past week the fact that he is and this is weird i didn't really notice i don't know if you saw this either luke they actually list him i can't remember what the site was but they list him in as, as far as like stats and all that time play they list him as a shooting guard and desmond bain is a small forward and it's so weird because I could have sworn that Desmond was a shooting guard and he was a small forward, but uh, I, I had to find it. Maybe I can link it into the tweet with the with the podcast. Um, and the first person I saw that bring it bring it up was Candice um, from the Sports Ethos podcast. She brought it up, and I was like, "Hold on, let me look a little deeper into this." And sure enough, like that's what it was. He was listed as a shooting guard. So, well, he played. I think his third season, he only played shooting guard, right? I think. I don't think he plays. Yeah. I think he's primarily. Let me. Who was our shooting guard that season? It was him because Kyle was a three. Or, You're right. Who was the Who was the small? Who was the three that year? Kyle, slow mo. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But because I mean, I'm looking at Basketball Reference and it, it, small forwards what's listed first, but it does have shooting guard listed. I had to find what site that was. It was. It was. A, it was like breaking down the minutes. And so it, it said, I don't know where they get this from unless it came from, you know, Taylor Jenkins himself. Like he submitted that to whatever the league or, the, or that, what that site was. I don't know. But it said that he spent basically most of his time at the shooting guard for this last, I think they said the last two years maybe. And I was like, that's weird. But I, I said that to say, right now, if you look this up, he is the, when it comes to shooting percentage, he is he has the lowest field goal percentage for a shooting guard in the league. That's that's alarming uh, for a team that's trying to compete for a championship. I don't care what your um, other intangibles bring. Like that's just that's alarming. You know, it's, it's very alarming, especially when you have a defensive player of the year behind you. I mean, it's I've said this this I think at the end of the season if they decide not to bring him back, you know, bringing in somebody that can hit shots and, and it's, it, at the minimum. At the least, they're just a long guy that can get into passing lanes or play decent defense like a Dorian Finney-Smith. That's a that's a, a decent name for me uh, that'll fit in with those three pieces that we have as far as our stars. Um, but that kind of player that's going to stay in that role, I think we'll see benefits of a little more. But, you know, that's neither, the, neither here nor there. Uh, enough time for Dylan Brooks on this podcast. Um, shout out to him, and I hope that you continue on the tear. I hope it's not like an up-and-down thing. We will see tonight. They play the Dallas Mavericks, so you know, Luca won't be out. I mean, he won't be out there playing, so that sucks. It seemed like every time that Dylan is available, he plays, and when Dylan is not available, um, maybe I said that wrong. When Dylan is available, he does not play, and when Dylan is not available, he does play. So maybe he running from Dylan. I don't know. I would love to see that though. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, so let's jump over to we were talking about. We'll talk about Steve O. Well, let's talk about Steve O, bro. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna follow your lead on. Let's talk about Steve O. Man, like I I don't understand how you go from five on five to having to go get stem cells in your knee. I mean, like I, I found that out and I I had an article come out about Tillman this week, and I was like, like a whole bit in there about Steve O coming back. Like, well, crap, that's this was like set in stone that he was on five on five going to be coming back soon and then it's like right. nope reevaluated in four weeks and that just seemed really strange to me i like i'm i'm not i have full faith in what he's doing i mean it's what kobe did right didn't kobe go get stem cells and come back and was fine a lot of people i want to say even kimba walker got stem cells in his knee the last couple of years which i mean it was pretty shot and i don't know if lonzo ball he may want to revisit that as well but 
it's got a lot of pluses to it for sure. I just, the, the, the turn on a dime of the diagnosis frightens me a little bit. I, I'm not worried about, well, I wasn't worried until BC went, well, when I thought Steve-O was coming back and BC was going to be out, I was like, oh, we're fine with X. But now with them both out, I, I don't know. Do we need to sign somebody? Do we need to sign a free agent? I mean, we've, we've talked about this some in the group chat. We've talked about this some on Twitter. Like, I just think we, and I know people say like, we've got Lofton, we've got the body, but I just don't think TJ is going to play him. And no, nope. at this point, I'd rather take a shot on someone that's a body that, you know, can get you, you know, maybe eight board, eight points, you know, Tillman has been phenomenal in relief mm-hmm. of Steve-O like absolutely phenomenal like like i think even beating steve-o's averages and everything but rebounds like he's been really really good but he can't back up steve-o and bc he just you know like that's and there's some sinners out terrible there are some out there that are terrible but but they're not all terrible (laughs) like i don't want in as freedom i don't want him yeah, because I mean, like, isn't he got like a hit on him by Turkey? I don't want him, but like, yeah, man. You know what? Why don't we go sign Killian Tilly again? I think the only problem I, with Killian Tilly is the fact that, like, you look at his game. Yeah, it's more stretch forward than anything, and and the, and the sad part about that with him is like his injury history too. I think that's why they finally just kicked the can on him. It's just like he showed so much when he played. Um, he just couldn't play. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I love Tilly, man. I, I hate they had to, you know, give up on him in a, in a sense. Maybe he'll get to get it together at some point. I don't even know. Is he in a G League somewhere? I, I ain't seen nothing. Damn, that sucked. I think I think we're still eating his contract because we cut him. But need to cut some. Can I people. tell you? Can I tell you who I? Yes, we do. Who I <laughs> would like to see us get off the free agent? Who who I? What are your thoughts on Derek Favors? I think with him, he is the perfect. And let me preface this because I, you know, I said this in our group chat, and it's so irritating sometimes with with Grizzly fans to just sit back. Like you can throw names out, whether it be free agents, whether it be trades, whether it be drafting. Sometimes I don't see it as much with drafting because I guess a lot of people don't really do the research into the draft prospects. It's just like we yeah. get them and then we'll see what happens, but. More particularly with trades and free agents, you throw names out there, and, and these could be serviceable basketball players, and people will either have feelings about them because of like past experiences playing against them, or just the simple fact that they're not on the roster. They'll just go out and say, "Well, no, we don't need him. I don't want him. He don't need to be on the team." But I'm like, bro, this is the end of the season. The buyout market is basically done. The trade deadline deadline is passed. The draft is three months away. Uh, you, it's slim pickings across the board. You're not going to get a superstar player in this type of market. So what you need to focus on is getting the guy that's going to best suit your play style and it has a little bit left in the tank and just go with that guy. Yes. So I'm not looking for Derek Favors to be my starter for the next five years. Like I'm looking for him to be my maybe backup possibly seeing what he can show in the next five weeks. <laughs> like that's it. And what I love about Derek Fagan yes. is the fact that he's, he's a big body guy. So in that sense, when Ja does come back at the very minimum, we know that he's a solid guy that can go out there and set solid screens and maybe rebound a little bit. That's all I want you to do. Well, and also, man, he, he's been to the playoffs five times. He's got five years. Just that would, that alone would would like just immediately fill in for the playoff experience that Stevo doesn't have that we don't have with Stevo not being on the floor. You know, like right. I I just think I just think we're gonna run out of bodies, and if we if if we can't, Jenkins is not gonna rely on these on, on Junior. He's just not going to. I I don't think he's he's yep. shown n- no steps that that's where he's going. Yep. I just don't know what his plan is unless we sign somebody. I, I just don't. 
and I said this in our group chat too. Like, you know, I've been on board all year. Team Free Junior. Get him out there, play him. But it's 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 nuanced to it for me because on one hand, I want to see Junior with our regular guys. I want to see yes. Junior with Ja Diz, Jerry, Steve O. Um, you know, that that's who I want to see him out there with. Uh, when we're at full strength, maybe you know, even mix him in there with BC on that second unit sometime, obviously. When you're depending on him as a last resort, I don't think that's fair to him. It's not. Uh, because now it's just like go out there and hoop. And I think it's also, also, you know, it's also maybe sending a message in a sense, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, but it's almost like you're punting on the season at that point because you have options available. You know what I'm saying? Like you have that waiver that you can, you know, apply to the league to get an extra spot on the team and go sign a veteran. Like we need vets, period. Like that's probably part yes. of the reason why we're in a situation already. Um with the team, you know, with the Josh stuff. So, like, you need veterans. Like, go get a Derek Favors. Go get me personally. I want Boogie. Like, I don't care what people feel about him. Boogie has calmed down in the last couple years. He was able to assimilate with the Joker in Denver last year. And I think – I can't remember. I think I sent it in the group. But, like, I think he was averaging, like, 9.6 rebounds and, like, three or four assists in, like, 14 minutes. Like, he's not even getting a bunch of of time, and he was productive in his time. So – um, you know, Man, he really like was. Yeah, Sorry, no, I'm, I'm looking minutes. at his numbers. Yeah, <laughs> fourteen like minutes, almost nine points, like almost six or five and a half rebounds. That's effective. What was his field goal percentage? Forty-five. Like, come on, bro. Like, again, we not we not gonna get any guy that should be starting on a team at this point because, again, if he was, he would be on a team. Yes, but getting just getting you by for the next couple of weeks with a vet, um, I think it can do it can it can it can boost this team a lot. And I think, like I said, just not doing anything. And that was actually on my little list again. We kind of free flowing. I just kind of had notes to kind of piggyback off of. But that kind of goes into my my note that I had about the front office. Man, I kind of hate the fact that they so secretive with stuff or the way that they do things. I'm not saying that you have to come out and give every single detail with everything at the drop of a hat. I agree that you want to keep stuff in house. I love how they handle the, the job Morant situation. Um, my issue is with like, even with that situation, like everything they're doing around Ja is perfect. I hate the fact that they started off with the two games and they coming back with the at least four games. And then when the four games is up, we're probably going to get another update. Well, Ja Morant will probably be out at least another five games. I'm of the mindset, bro, like, I, and maybe it's just me being in uh, customer service sales and that type of thing for, for too long, went to too many sales trainers, got tra- traveled all around the country to do that kind of stuff. Um, it's the whole concept of under-promise and over-deliver. So if you mm-hmm. tell the fan base, you tell the NBA and say, John Moran will be back in five weeks, six weeks, or we'll be reevaluated in five to six weeks. That gets that completely off of you. And if he comes back in two weeks, he comes back in three weeks. Now we all happy. Now the form is about to blow the top off because we didn't even think we was getting him back this early. And so on top of the the ovation we was going to give him anyway, now it's like, oh, snap, he really put in the work. We're going to back this guy even harder because of what he was able to accomplish in that time frame. Same thing with the, with the uh, injury thing. I think the only person that they gave a date and said they're going to reevaluate, and they actually came back was Dez when they said, I think, three to five weeks with him. And mm-hmm. at that mark, he actually did come back. Yep. And so, like, push it out. Like, push it out, and so you can get the people just off your back. We're not even expecting it. But when you kind of just keep spoon-feeding here and there, and then you get attitude, like like TJ getting, you know, kind of irritated in, in these um, in these press conferences when they ask them questions. But it's like, bro, what do you expect them to ask when you're giving them vague information? Yes, it's their job to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like don't get mad at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all. Don't They're asking the question based on what you've given them to ask the question. Like, they... yeah. yeah, I mean, and fans the same way. Like, it's just it, it's so secretive. Like, even with the trade deadline, like, I think Zach Kleiman coming out and just basically being super duper like direct with his 
explanations of like, this is what we were trying to do. I want y'all to understand, like we were giving out insane offers. Like this is what we were trying to do. I think like if y'all wasn't so secretive and again, we ain't in the front office. It ain't for us to have everything, but like when you so secretive and then you almost, you know, are offended at the fan base for thinking that you're not trying to compete because nothing comes out about you. What do you expect? Like, like people are going to have thoughts, bro. Like they invested into this team monetarily too. Like people are buying tickets, they buying jerseys, they buying merch, they buying everything that you're putting out. Like the all of which is more expensive. All of which is more expensive than it was last year. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So again, I'm not saying that you buying a ticket to the game equates to you getting in a, in a, in a front office uh, position or you getting on a phone call, a conference call with Zach Clement. I'm not saying that by no means. I'm just saying like it's ways that you can handle it a little bit differently to get the heat off your back and focus on what's going on. And I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, put too much on Zach Clement because <laughs> I made the joke in our group chat. I was like, man, he probably been drinking for the last two weeks with everything going on. I couldn't imagine everything that you've built in the last three, four years, kind of just, I ain't going to say crumble, but it's just gone to complete hell almost in the last two weeks, bro. Man, I I, I bet he's been drinking since the trade deadline, you know, you know when he was <laughs> when when he was like, no, no. It's like he's playing poker, and he's like, no, no, we tried. This is my hand. This is what we were doing. Right. It, didn't, it didn't work. Right. Like, you don't show, like, it's like, bro, you, you can, you can, there's ways to say what you're trying to do without giving explicit detail in every step. Cause now the entire league is like, well, Memphis is going to offer three first round picks for OG and some players in the off season. Like everybody yep. just assumes that's what's going to happen. Yep. Yep. And it's, it, well, that's you fine. Did that this like, season. Yes. You, you could have did it in the off season. Cause you can't tell me again. I said everything I'm saying, I'm sorry. Y'all don't revert to the group chat, but we, we, we talk in our group chat a lot. And, and I said that the other day, like, I feel like, if you would have offered Dylan Brooks and three first round picks in his past offseason when his when his uh trade value, value was, was higher, higher, yeah. I I don't see them turning it down when it was already rumors floating around OG this offseason. But it's you know, we're gonna wait to the trade deadline, see what happens, and then you throw three out there and, and Dylan Brooks, his trade values in the tank. Nobody wants him. I don't care what you come out and say that y'all didn't, he wasn't involved in talks. Yes, he was. Cause the contract, he had the only contract that even made sense to trade for these guys. So you ain't fooling nobody but yourself, but it's just, yeah, man. <laughs> and it's, it, that's a real missed opportunity too, because he was averaging like a career high in points. He was shooting the ball the best he'd ever had been. It was like his value was at its absolute highest. Yep. And yep. I don't it's sucks because yep. I mean they they tied their hands behind their backs with that one. They really did. Yep. You can pray for a sign and trade situation this offseason, or you just gotta bite the bullet and bring them back, whether you want to or not. You know, is that, that's that's on you. It's money that can be that needs to be allocated elsewhere. Yeah, yep. We'll agree there. Like we'll agree hundred percent there. So I I'm hoping and my last thing on the front office even to kind of go back on what you were saying as far as trade um signing somebody i feel like bc got hurt what was it last week uh, has it been a week since he got hurt it was the lakers game right uh so tuesday no it was a week or I, it was tuesday I wasn't it uh laker game or the clipper game was it the laker game or the clipper game Ooh, clipper clipper game clipper game clipper game clipper so it was a, it was a week ago I think <laughs> now look now I'm tripping. I think it was a clipper game, but I'm not hundred percent. Let me see. We go. Oh wait, I can figure this uh, out. I'm, yeah, I, I went you... to college. <laughs> <laughs> but I, let's he, say he, he let's... played for two minutes. Yeah, it was quick. Oh wait, it might have been the game before that. Oh, that's right, because it was the Denver game. It was. Yeah, because okay, so, he hurt so himself. So I, I don't know. Played like, two minutes, like literally, got in there, got fouled, shot a free throw, back up, and pop. Like that, man. That God. sucks, bro. Prayers up for BC. He gonna be fine though. He gonna be fine. Yeah. He, he he wrapped around love and support in, in Memphis. We got him. Sur- uh, surgery already went good. He he good. Yeah, he's straight. I just would imagine like it's been a week, and then they announced the Steve O news. You know, it's been a couple days, almost a week since they announced that. I would have felt like they would have hit the ground running immediately because they know this stuff before they announce it to us, whether it be, you know, a couple of hours or even a day. 
Um, I just would imagine they would have already submitted paperwork to get an exception and sign somebody by now. So that part worries me a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, because especially, when, I mean, you got Derek Favor, Lee Cousins, Willie Cauley-Stein, three guys, three vets with playoff experience that are just sitting there who can at least get you eight. I, that would cost you nothing. I'm going to throw another name out there, bro. And I know they gave him crap on the uh, Chris Vernon show. But I wouldn't mind Dwight Howard, bro. I don't care. Like, I knew I had a feeling you were going to say that. I, Again, I wish I could. I wish I had a TV. I would make you watch. <laughs> Do you remember? Did you three point him him in the three point competition in in uh, Japan or Taiwan? Did you see that? If if he shoots one three pointer, I'm talking about even in warm ups. Then you let him go immediately, bro. I'm a better three point shooter than he is. <laughs> I think we both. Uh, yeah, 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 we both are. We both are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's trash. But again, we're not asking him to come in and do nothing but get rebounds and set screens. Anything else on top of that is just gravy at this point. And I feel like even with the mess that was L.A., he navigated that situation the best he could. I mean, you're starting to see Russ. He got out of there and he's thriving. Um, some players just – they get swallowed up in L.A. one. And then you add on the fact that you in L.A. on a LeBron James team, that's that's tough, bro. That's That's really tough. Um, especially you, you talking about Hall of Fame guys. I don't care what your thoughts is about Dwight. He should be in the top 75. And he should be a future Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Um, Dwight Howard's a Hall of Famer. I, I yeah. agree with you. Easy. So I know we didn't have – I mean, we sent them off when he got them in trades a couple years ago. But, again, that's when they were in asset accumulation mode. They were trying to get as many assets as they could and draft picks and stuff like that. So I understand the business of that. They had one of the Plumley brothers. I want to say it was Mason Plumley. You can't tell me that we wouldn't love to have Mason Plumley on this team right now, you know, backing up Tillman until Steve O gets back. Hell, I would or, even say Hassan in front of Whiteside. Like, Whiteside. There's 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 veterans out there with playoff experience who can average at least eight points in minimum minutes. Like and see, here's the thing, and the last thing on the front office for me, and I, anything last thoughts that you got, you know, go ahead. I think that everything that we're saying in regards to some of these players it may be some type of alarm with just their, I don't want to say their mental, but just some of the stuff they've had off the yeah. court. Maybe maybe they don't feel like they are the best for our locker room. But I'm at a point now, and I've been saying this for the beginning of the season anyway, like you've been trying to bring on these all of the same mind frame guys. Everybody's the same in the locker room and to the point to where nobody steps up and, you know, you don't have any leaders because everybody's just the same type of personality. Um, at some point, you're going to have to say, damn that, <laughs> and just go get people that's going to help you win basketball games. That's just the, that's the God honest truth. Because it hasn't worked up to this point, as we see. So, If you're worried about personalities, Derek Favors played nine seasons in Utah. You try to tell me he's going to stir the pot. Like, hell no. That dude is chill as the other side of the pillow. Like, yeah. Like, all those other names, I get it. You know, that there might be some locker room stuff you're worried about, but how are you going to play nine seasons in Utah and not be a good locker room guy? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, last thing, man, I know you got to get maybe, out of here. Maybe they'll all fail. the. Maybe they'll all fail the physical. Maybe that's why we ain't signed them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't smoke. <laughs> they don't smoking and drinking every day. They like screw. Yeah. <laughs> last thing, man, before you get out of here, um, you know, before we get out of here too, um, Jared, man, just talk about Jared, how he's continued to, uh, build on a great season, an all-star season, hopefully a defensive player of the year season, um, and just how he's showing with Ja out, with Steve-O out, how he's starting to almost take control of his spot. Like, it's not no more talking about it. Jared is starting to come out every single night and demand his presence on that court. So just how, 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 how what's your outlook on that right now and going forward into the playoffs and even to next year too? Man, I, I have been extremely impressed with the way that Jaron has handled himself since the jaw news. Uh, he Jaron's 23 years old, and that news came out, and he was like, I'm the adult in the room now. I'm the all-star, and he's acting like it. Like his – just in his play, but like his 
just presence. You know, you, you see him like going through warmups, you see him trying to hype the team. He's just, he, up to this season, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that he was acting like he, he wasn't behaving like an all-star. He's behaving like an all-star now. And it's really awesome to see that kind of growth in just his season in the league. Like it's really, really comforting. You know, I, not that there were ever any doubts for me and Jaron, but like when you consider the contract he's on and you consider the way he's performing, when you consider what he brings to the team, how he represents Memphis. He's just, he's about all you can want for, like all you yeah. could ask for in, in your superstar and in your, in your number two, you know, like, I don't, I, and he could have been quiet, you know, like you get this news about jaw, like everybody can kind of retreat in on themselves, you know, like that's easy. You lose your leader. And, you know, sometimes people aren't, they don't want to lead, you know, Right. But the reluctant leaders make the best ones. And I'm just, he's acting like a grown man. And it's really, really nice. Yep. Um, with him, man, it's just, like you said, maybe it took something like this. You never, you never want to see stuff like this happen, whether it be the injuries, whether it be the drama off the court. Um, it all sucks. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. It, it definitely sucks as a Grizzly fan in that regard right now. But sometimes you need things like this to happen to bring out just a different um, energy and a different side of yourself. And with Jaron, he's been inching the whole year uh, from the time that he came back. I mean, he, the defense was the first thing. You know, we came out like, damn, he's blocking everything. Um, quickly, I can't even say slowly, quickly moved up the depot um, ladder. And, you know, even Reggie Miller said on the game the other night, like if he it's not even a race no more uh, for him to come in that late and pass these guys statistically. Uh, and not only that, just be the presence to kind of deter shots. It's not even about getting all the blocks, but it's about deterring shots at the rim. Um, it's his to, to lose at this point. And I think it's, I think that's done. It should be done anyway. Um, was an all-star this year. And then you start to see his offense just come – where it was in a sense his rookie year is just he's a rookie and it's not his team, but he was showing these flashes his rookie year in a lot smaller and thinner body. You mean to tell me this guy has grown probably three, maybe four inches since then? He's probably mm-hmm. gained around 30 to maybe 30, you know, 30 pounds of muscle, maybe 20 pounds of muscle. I'm not 100% sure, but he's bulked up, he's got taller. He's been through some stuff. He he saw that his three-point shot can be a weapon. But now he's starting to hone in and say, okay, that's cool, but I have a mismatch every single night because of my size. Let me go ahead and take advantage. And then you had this stuff happen and say, well, this team ain't going nowhere. This team wasn't going nowhere without him in the first place. Let's just be honest. Uh, yes. He needs to be bare minimum second option uh, to open up the floor for Ja and this. But now it's like, no, we need to play through him to open up everything else. And hopefully when Ja gets back, you know, I know he's still probably training. If he's not, I know he it's his mental is more important anyway. But before he comes back, I hope he continues to watch the game from his couch or wherever he's watching it from to see that we can be effective if we play through Jaron and we just branch off of everything else. Because if they have to, if they force to double team him, they can't double him and double me. And if they try to double him and double me, Luke and Dez wide open all night. Yep. And so – now go ahead. My bad. No, no, no. John needs to realize that he doesn't need to be the most dominant guy on the court. The most dominant guy on the court needs to be Jaron every single night. Every night. Yep. Because yep. it's like you said, there's nobody, nobody like maybe three guys. Like I'd say Giannis can match up with – like there's so few people that can match up with him. He just yep. – it's fun. I mean, like against the Warriors game the other night, like that series gave us hell. And they just put like Looney, Looney, my, Looney was a non-factor. Like Jaron was like, bro, get out oh. of my way. Like <laughs> it, it's just, I, and I, I'm curious, I, I'd be curious to go back and look at if there's ever been a case where the clear defensive player of the year makes such a late entrance into the race and then just dominates statistically like, there's no one even in this conversation. Yeah, like no one else. Yeah. I like it's just I the jaw jaws the leader, jaws the superstar. He's the 
he's the most electric person we have on the court, but it needs to all go through Jaron because yep. nobody in the league has an answer for him. Yep. And I know this is a cookie way, cookie cutter way of thinking, right? Yes. But when you look at Ja first year, I've been saying this all year. I said it last year too. Ever since he's made the change from going just being fourth quarter Ja to being basically all game or I can I can burst at any moment Ja, don't get me wrong. That's great for him statistically, and it's great for the team because he picks us up a lot of times when we need it. But I will say, like, when you are able to play through your other players and specifically Jaron throughout that whole first three quarters and you bring in a little bit more rested job, maybe not have as many bumps and bruises from falling and stuff throughout the middle of the game, that's a scary animal to see. I just say that, you know, if he's got 100%, well, I ain't going to say 100, nobody's 100 in the fourth quarter, but if he just has way more energy to just go ham like he does in the third quarter, sometimes in the first quarter as well, um, but does it in the fourth quarter and you've been playing through Jaron the whole time and Dez, obviously, man, it's – I think it just opens up so much more for this team. And, um, you know, it, I think we'll be a little bit more successful because of it, you know, if we can go through that. But – um, yeah, man, Jaron has been a beast. That's all I can say. When you have Jaron, one of the most dominant players in the league, and then when you have two of the best shooters in the league, and Luke and Dez, Jaw doesn't have to do it all. Like, yeah, it, it, the roster is built to make his life easier. You know, yeah. it's like you said, like if he can just not take as many bumps and bruises, and you know, just because Luke and Dez, I, they can throw about anything up. I don't care who's in their face. I feel like it's going in. You know, right. like it's I, I don't know. I think Jaw doesn't have to do it all. He's he's the captain, but you've got a team. You know, like you've got your brothers, you've got your guys, and and this roster is built literally around Jaw to make his life easier. Right. And, and I hope I, I hope you said sitting on the couch watching these games, being like, okay, I don't don't have to i can save it for when they need me in the fourth quarter when we've been blowing it you know all season right right because jaws burn out because he's played the entire third quarter you know right yeah man um that's that's one of my big gripes with taylor jenkins is trying to you know sew that up a little bit because these teams the games that we lose that we're up that's usually what the problem is we just putting our stars back in too late um, but they got to get rest, you know, so it, it's it's hard. So you, you got to definitely um, just juggle that a little bit better. But anyway, I ain't going to go in on Taylor Jenkins today. Um, he was better. He outdueled Steve Kerr. So I give you yeah, that, you know. <laughs> that was a – even Steve Kerr came out and said, yeah, that was dumb. I should have did that. <laughs> Man, so that was funny. They, they, they kept cutting to Steve Kerr, and he looked like he was at a funeral. It was so funny. He was just sitting there yeah. like – like he was waiting in line for the dentist or something. It was fantastic. He couldn't go off on his team because he know he he messed up. So at least he yep. had some accountability. Shout out to him for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, second half started and he was like, "This, this is what I do." <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> well, we're gonna get out of here, man. Um, you know, like I said, a lot going on, but not a lot going on at the same time. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, we just hoping these guys are able to continue to embrace each other and get through this rough patch into the playoffs. And uh, I think if they do that, keep their head down, get their guys back healthy. That's another thing. John's able to kind of rest up and get his body in 100 percent shape as well. Um, you know, maybe nurse some minor injuries, nagging injuries. I think we're going to be OK. So um, anything else Can you I got a little question before we, before we go? Yeah, man. Yeah, so, so just 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 curious. Would you so I'm looking at the standings right now. Would you rather I don't see us falling out of the top four? I really don't. You know, the those four seem like they're set. Would you rather be the three seed and get Dallas, or would you rather be the two seed and have Golden State? Assuming this is where it ends. Um are we fully healthy? Yes. Yes. Let's say we're, we're, let's say by the time we, well, no BC, but say Steve O'Shaw's here when we get to the playoffs. Ooh. Um, I think I'm going to take Golden State, bro. I think I'd rather have Dallas. Oh, you're going to take, okay. 
Okay. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Luca is a great regular season player, obviously. He's going to put up 50, 40, 50, 60 points. He's going to score his tail off. Um, Playoffs is a little different. I would have not expected or bet my money that they was going to make it to the conference finals last year, and they did. Nope. Um, nope. <laughs> I'll tell you my other gripe. Well, not my other gripe, but my other thought. If they were – I'm not as sold on Denver as a lot of people are. Like people are saying they're the top team in the West or the top team in the league. I don't believe it at all. They got no depth. Think, no depth. No depth. And I think when the playoff time comes, if they not having just a, if the no, no let me let me rephrase this. If the other team is not having just a super duper off game, like we did this past time we played them, um, I just don't. Jokic, yes, he's great on the stat sheet, you know, but I just – I don't look at him as a player that – I don't know, man. I, I'm just not worried about them. I, I'll just say that. So, um, with Luka and I them – If the Lakers were to get the eighth seed, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Denver in the first round. That's you know? like, me I, I either. Really that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah. 100% there, especially if Braun is back. Uh, yeah. But when, in regards to the Mavericks, bro, I just – Luca is hit or miss with me. Like you, and now you got Kyrie that can close. Like Luca can close too, but you know, get them a little bit more time together. Uh, and I just don't know. Luca has just been problems for us with the Warriors. Yeah. We have shown that we can compete with them for the last three years. We knocked them out in the play-in. Um, we went toe to toe with them even without Ja. Uh, we had we, you know, Steve O was out a little bit last year too. Dylan was out basically two games. Um you know, I just – for one, it would feel better knocking the Warriors out. But then, two, I think when we got everybody back healthy, like you said, without BC, I think that we can tear their mouth out, especially with how terrible they playing on the road this year. We're going to have home court advantage. So, if it so happens to go seven games, y'all not going to – no, y'all not going to beat us in the form this year. That was a fluke last year, that first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not happening again. And then, two, they got a lot of drama. And so – um, they are not the same Warriors as what they were last year because of that. Well, and and Kaminga's out too now. Kaminga could be out. We don't know how long that's going to be. Gary Payton, even though they traded for him, he still hasn't played. Like It's just a lot of moving pieces with Golden State um, to where I would love to have them first round and hopefully, Lord willing, we come out on top because that would feel so good to finally put yeah. this. Their whole narrative there not being a rivalry is it, definitely a rivalry. I don't care what they say. But yeah. you know, if we knock them out again, if we knock them out two out of three years of the playoffs, okay, yeah, it's not the championship. Obviously, we can't ever face y'all in the championship because y'all in the West. Like, duh, that's never gonna happen. But if we can knock y'all out of the playoffs, then yeah, it's a rivalry. But it sucks because we probably break that team up. They probably don't come back. That's true. Fully that next year. So that's true. It is what it is. But yeah, to answer your question, and I know that was a long winded way. Give no. me Golden State. I mean, I, I feel like we can beat both of them. You know, like Dallas, Dallas Law. I mean, they, their third and fourth best players are gone. They, they're in Brooklyn now. Like, I just don't feel like Dallas has anything. And, and uh, like, I just, I feel like both those teams have so m- many question marks around them. Like, I honestly feel comfortable with both of them. I, I would want whichever one we would get to avoid Phoenix. Like, I, I don't know how the, how like the bracket works but yeah. i would like to avoid phoenix at all cost until the finals <laughs> i look because i want to play them wherever round we're fully healthy is where i want to play them i just say that yes <laughs> yes because I, I don't i don't want to play man i don't know i don't know how kd does it like he'll miss time and then he'll just come back and have the hop and just be dropping 40 he, it's insane like i don't i don't there's not a player like him and yeah. Him and Booker, no, thank you. Like they scare the yeah. shit out of me. Pardon my language, but like, yeah. Everybody else, I feel okay with. I think we'd beat the Kings. I think we'd beat the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Timberwolves. Like, fully healthy, fully healthy, and fully healthy. After this Josh situation has passed, he's come back, done the soul searching that he needs to do, and get his head back. Because again, and we about to get out of here, y'all. I'm sorry, but you remember I brought this up weeks ago, bro. Before. All-star, I brought this up. Ja was not looking like the same Ja on the court. He wasn't having the fun. He wasn't – the, the flash, 
the the highlights. I mean, he was doing stuff. You know, he was jumping over people, dunking and stuff. But that wasn't job that was on that court. So to hear all this stuff come out now is like, okay, that makes sense. I don't know what's been going on off the floor. And I'm not saying the gun situation even correlates. I'm not. It possibly does in some kind of deep way. But on the surface, I don't see the gun and his mental health tying together. But I will say he has not been right this whole season. So whatever that he's doing to 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 get that right, if you get the job that we love, come to love, and we know that he, what he can be, uh, which is that that joy, that happiness on the court, his safe space, the plates that he gets away from all the other stuff on the court. If we get that job back after this situation is kind of you know died down and we're fully healthy, I'll say this, bro. Like the West is wide open this year from top to bottom. If he's good mentally and we're healthy without BC, obviously, I take us really against any team and to get to the, yep. to the finals this year. Still, still, but that's the key factor. If he's not right, if they rush him back. Or if he don't play at all, you can kiss that bye-bye. And if we're not healthy, I think you can kiss that bye-bye as well. But if he's good and we're healthy, I still put us above, above these other teams because everybody's dealing with drama right now, I feel like, in the West, except for Denver. But they yeah. just – I don't I'm, I don't believe in them, bro. I just really don't. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, man. I, if they do, great. You know, I eat crow on that. I just don't – they don't scare me. They just like that jazz team that we lost to in the first round a couple of years ago. Yeah. They yep. were first. They got pieces. They were playing well the whole year, but they don't put no fear in nobody's heart. They just don't. I don't no. care about Jokic possibly being the third time MVP. I don't care about none of that. They just don't scare me, dude. They don't. Nope. So. Well, it's, it's like it's, if we can get – if the stem cells work and if Jaw gets the joy back – I'm honestly not worried about the BC minutes. Tillman will just slide right in there and he'll be just fine. And then you're yep. looking at Ja, Dez, Dylan, Trip, Stevo, Tyus, Santi, Kennard, X, nine man rotation. That's solid. Just keep that. Like they'll bring up a backup to 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 sure up any injuries you may have in the postseason, but that is your solidified yeah. nine. But I'm play, cool with it. Have Jitty ready to play 10 minutes, but like that's it. You don't, that's it. You don't need to don't need to worry about Z. Don't need to worry about Roddy right now. Like like in the playoffs, I love him, but not in the playoffs. Like, just give me those nine guys. They've been there. They've like they've shown up. Even Kennard has like they've they've shown up. Just give me those nine guys. Play them at least twenty five minutes each, and they'll be fine. Yeah, Santi's they a, all got a on killer show, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Santi, dude, man. I can't. I him. cannot wait. I, I I can't wait to see Santi in the playoffs. I feel like that dude is gonna be like, just ghost face, killer face, and he's got his mustache. He's just like a god. He's a G. Last thing before we got here, man, because you just brought up a thought. They say they don't bring Dylan back, and they can't really feel the starting three role like they want. Ideally, right now, because what I'm about to say is it's gonna make sense. We saw the leap that Santi took from year one to year two. If he takes another esque leap from year two to three and they can't find the ideal in their mind starting out to fill that three role what's your thoughts on Santi being the starting three if he's able to make another leap next year yes um I think he fits he fits fantastic next to Jaron I, I I just I, I think that is I think we should just plan on that I mean because Santi more so than Z I think has shown the that killer mindset to want to get better, and I think a lot of that comes from playing in the in the, in the Euro League. But like, you're playing with grown men over there. Zaire still kind of is acting like a kid. I, I think Santi is like, you know, he he is a hard working hooper and. He is going to put in the damn work to make sure that he is the best version of himself. And I also think he just has a blast playing with these guys. Like, yeah. I, I, you can just, he feeds off the energy really, really, like, I'd say more so than, than a lot of the other guys on the roster. When, when, when Santi's feeling himself, he will put that energy out into the rest of the roster. And I, yeah. I, I think that that's, you know, we're only going to be able to, I think, 
extend either Z or Santi. And I think it's going to be Santi. I, I don't, I don't, cause you can't have two of the same guys on the rookie extension. I mean, I, I think we have to extend Santi. I just think he's proven in his three years in the league, he has gotten better with a, more of a role each season. Right. Z is not, he's got, he's been injured. I love him, but I, I really like Santi. I really, really like yeah. him. Yeah, man, that'll be a hell He's of a line great touch. Like, <laughs> that'll be, can I'm you just, imagine I'm, having a, a seven foot three? Your small foot luck. is seven foot. Like, <laughs> that's some length. Good luck. You talk about Jerry and Steve-O. Like, he can hit the three. He can still create. Like, he's a he. More and more, I watch him. He is a slow mo replacement in a sense. He just, I feel like, a little bit even more skilled. He's he's a better shooting slow mo. He he's just yeah. he's he he's mastered the catch and shoot three, uh, like yeah. he and he kind of he's pulling that euro step that slow mo used to pull too. And like I, man, I, I these these fools just like watch European basketball. Like just learn how to guard the dang euro step. Like it if there's a European player, assume he's going to do the euro step and just guard it. Like everybody seems yeah. like. Santi Euro steps toward the basket and they're like, oh, oh God, what do I do? It's, it's Bro, like he's seven feet. Off. He's probably throwing them off. Dude, they can't he's do anything. <laughs> it's cool when so a six-foot like, guard do it. But he's so long to like his arms and he's and he's he's skinny, but he's strong. And so like he can just get through those windows. And it's like, ah, well, there's there's, there's a bucket. There's a bucket. Yeah. Oh, he's in the corner. Oh, catch and shoot three. Yeah, like, he's more athletic than slow mo too. Dude's athletic. Yeah, too. he's yeah. and it's so weird. Like he's slow, but he's he's slow and athletic at the same time. It don't. Santi does not make sense. The idea of Santi yeah. Aldama does not make sense, bro. It don't. But. No, it doesn't. It, it's really weird. And, and when you when you think that we drafted him in the exact same spot we drafted Desmond Bain, like that's crazy. That that's crazy. And when you look at all those guys that passed on him, like. If he makes his next leap the way that Des has continued to do, that's that's insane. Yeah. Like, just to have and, and Santi played at Yo Yo Loyola or Loyola, I can't say it, Loyola, it. Maryland, <laughs> Maryland. That's yeah. not even the one that that the, the the nun is from in March Madness. That's right. not even the one that everybody knows about. It's the other one. That's what I thought. Yeah, man, Santi, year three, Santi is gonna be. I think if, if he can take that big of a leap from year one to year two, I'm, I can only imagine what year three is going to look like. So, you know, if worst case, worst case is worse, you know, hey, roll them out there and see what happened. I ain't mad at it. We've been I mean, doing an addition like, okay, by subtraction every year anyway. Yes. And it's like, okay, we don't need to sign Dylan to an extension because Santi can play every, like Santi's just a better, a better ball player. He's just a better. Yeah. And he's, he's, I mean, he he goes overseas and plays with grown men to get better. That's how yeah. he ensures that he's making the leap. That is different than what the guys here do in the offseason where they just kind of play pickup and work out together. Uh, yeah. You know, like it's, it's a different mindset over there. And yeah. I mean, he, remi- he reminds me of the Gasols, man. Like he he just reminds me of like that dog mindset with like, kind of like a sleeping giant like you don't really expect it but if you let him get going man you're you're toast it's going to be death by aldama and you're not going to know what happened yeah yeah that's that's one of the biggest you know we get a front office credit for you know can't really give them credit for Ja. i mean they could have messed that pick up like the grizzlies did when they picked up hashim to beat at number two uh years ago that was terrible. We don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about that. Especially when that. you already have Mark Gasol and you have Hamed Haddadi, which is one of my favorite players that they didn't really work out. But it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the job thing and Dez, you know, getting him at 30, uh, Tillman was a great pickup. I don't care what people say, especially looking at his work ethic now. Uh, Santi is the one that's like, Oh, y'all had balls. <laughs> and, yes, and to see yes. what is what is showing right now, the guy that shouldn't even, you know, a lot of people said shouldn't even have been drafted at that time to pick him in the first round and guarantee his money and stuff like that. Shout out to him, man. And I'm still and, eating and to see him 
And he's not, and he's not let us down yet. He's, he has not let the organization down. He's like, thank you for this opportunity. I will earn it. Yep. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. So we got the, like yeah. you said, we got the Mavericks tonight. We not, we not going to do um, predictions. I know, I know we got some things we got to get out of here and get taken care of, but hoping they come out with we're a good tonight. We, we're not going to lose a game the rest of the season. I said it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Speak on it, Luke. We ain't losing. I, what no would that? Goal. What would that make our record? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know that franchise record or something. <laughs> <laughs> Be a franchise win streak for sure. Darn right. <laughs> oh man, well we've been out here long enough, man. Um, we appreciate y'all staying um, to the end if you made it this long. If you have, again, reach out to us on Twitter. Reach out to us uh, via these other um, these podcasts. Um, sites and then you know you leave us a rate leave us a review let us know how y'all feel about the show anything that y'all want to hear us talk about uh we may do a mailbag next week we may get some questions out of our people that listen to us and just kind of answer or go through those so uh we appreciate y'all as always man um all the noise is going around around the team you know continue to support these guys continue to, to give them nothing but love we know um the rough patch they're going through we know we got our feelings out last week about the job situation it was only frustrations at the end of the day we still love the guy still want to see him do well we still want to see this team do well and uh yeah let's just keep our arms around these guys going into the playoffs shout out to luke's pop over there <laughs> little job man i love him got, i still love him <laughs> got the job pop look i ain't burning my jerseys i still got my i got all my yeah. stuff and i'm still getting the shoes like we got his back y'all yeah and uh yeah. You know, ride or die excited yeah, yeah. Like I said, the season ain't over. It's not over. I don't care what y'all think. No, let's don't punt. Let's just put our resources, our love, and support behind these guys. Let them get right. Let them get healthy. And let's see what happens. You know, you never know. They may surprise themselves, even us. So um, we're going to let y'all go, man. We'll see y'all next week. And as always, take care of yourself. Be safe out there. And go Grizz. <laughs>